K-A-L-W. We're continuing to head gently downhill toward the ocean, and we're getting close now, less than a mile to go. We cross over Chain of Lakes Drive. This connects the Richmond District to the north of the park, to the Sunset District on the south. And as we pass, just to our right is the simply named North Lake. You can see and hear so many birds here. Warblers, chickadees, and swallows. Red-tailed hawks soar overhead. Snowy egrets and great blue herons stalk prey in the shallow waters. This peaceful place is an ornithologist's wonderland. This is the Golden Gate Park cast. I'm your host, Hanout Baba. While birders delight in wandering the park, it's also a nice place to be a kid. Here's one learning how to ride a bike. We're walking through this urban forest and the trees have gotten especially thick to our right. Look closely and you'll see there's a golf course in there. Now, a lot of people who live in San Francisco don't even know that. But there it is, nine holes that welcome people of all skill levels, unfussy and lovely. In fact, Golf Magazine recently said it's one of the best small courses in the country, another hidden gem of Golden Gate Park. But we're not here to play golf today. We're targeting a different sport. And just past the course's parking lot on 47th Avenue, just a couple of blocks from the beach, we've arrived at our destination. Luisa Cardoza is here to tell us about it. If you've ever been to the Outside Lands Music Festival at the polo fields on the other side of Golden Gate Park, the archery range would probably fit in one corner. There are eight large targets set up, each about 10 feet apart, and standing at varying distances from the main path at the edge of the range. I'm here with Scott Bullard, certified archery coach, and we are about to shoot some arrows. Down and relaxed. Raise up, draw back. One, two, let go. Bullard works at the San Francisco Archery Shop about 10 blocks from the park and gives lessons almost daily. A lot of people are into archery these days as the sport has become so visible in the pop culture. There's Merida from the Disney movie Brave, Clint Barton and Oliver Queen from the comic books Hawkeye and Green Arrow, And, of course, Katniss. Katniss Everdeen? (laughs) The stakes are certainly not as high here in the park as they are in the Hunger Games. But honing your skills takes just as much patience and a lot of practice shots. And that might be best phrased as forming an association between the feeling of your shot and the result on the target. In other words, knowing what it feels like to land that arrow every time. Archery is a lot more physical than folks might think. During my lesson, I become very aware of my core, which supports my upper back muscles, my neck, and shoulder blades. Those muscles help me raise the bow and have an open, rather than collapsed, stance. Archery is an endurance sport, so if you want that last arrow to be as good as the first. People have been shooting arrows at targets here in Golden Gate Park for over 130 years, and there's a wide variety of folks who use the range, from recreational shooters to seasoned bow hunters. After a few more practice shots, Bullard decides to shoot some arrows on his own, 
so I take a walk around the range to see who else is practicing. The first person I meet is a local beginner, 11-year-old Dorothy Holt. Uh, we started coming out here because I got um, a target and stuff like that. It's really, really fun to do. Yeah! <laughs> Dorothy is one of many young women who've started coming to the range in recent years. I ask her if archery is something she wants to pursue as a sport. I just want to keep going at it, be able to pick up a bow and arrow and shoot. I keep walking and bump into David Chan. Hi there. Are you David? If you spend any time here at the range, you'll probably bump into him too. Chan is head coach of the local chapter of the Junior Olympics Archery Development Program, known as the JOAD. He's also one of the volunteers who maintains the targets. When we were using hay bales, it would, the bales would last about three months, and then we'd have to replace the whole bale. They're now made of rolled up window screening, encased in wooden boxes, and covered in plastic burlap. But they still need a lot of maintenance. The fire department donates expired fire hose to use as protective edging. If you hit steel with an arrow, it'll shatter the arrow. So we put the covering on it to help protect something. Try to protect the arrow from getting destroyed. And it hits the steel bar. And speaking of destruction, the archery range is completely unregulated. I asked Chan about the delicate dance of allowing people to manage their own experiences. He says the biggest problem is when people shoot broadhead arrows, which are highly destructive hunting arrows. We labeled all, all the signs with no broadheads allowed, and uh, we still find broadheads in the, in the bales, and they just destroy the bales um, way, way faster than anything else. They were designed for war and have sharp blades that tear up the targets almost instantly. So what happens when Chan sees a shooter using these forbidden arrows? When someone's holding a weapon like that, you do not confront them. Most of the rangers have given us their uh, personal cell phone numbers so that we can call them directly. Most people, though, follow the rules. Some regulars, like Patrick Hutchins, even have a favorite spot. Like, like that's actually our favorite bale, is the just natural hay. Because the arrows, they stick in there and they stay at that angle. With the other bales, sometimes, if, you know, the middles get eaten out of them, and so arrow will go in and it'll just sag and we've shot our own arrows by the side, you know, and broadsided them. Occupational hazard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cost of the hobby. Before I pack up for the day, I decide to take one last shot. I stand with an open stance, draw back my arrow, and aim. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Bullseye. That story was told by Luisa Cardoza. Next time on the Golden Gate Park cast, we're going to conclude our journey with a quixotic story that takes place at the ends of the earth. They just stood as uh, romantic, uh, whimsical pieces of art here at the west end of the park. Hear the story of the twin windmills overlooking the ocean, also known as the San Francisco Giants. That's next time on the Golden Gate Park cast. This podcast is produced by KALW Public Media right here in San Francisco. Our team includes Shirin Adil, David Boyer, Gabe Graben, James Rollins, Victor Tense, and Ben Trafney. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Golden Gate Parkcast in your favorite podcast player. Find out how at KALW.org slash subscribe. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, why not give us a rating and a review? 
Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Hanat Baba.